Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. Real Estate Coaching Radio is the nation's number one daily radio show for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Get ready for fluff-free, unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what's truly working to get you into action, helping others, and making money now in today's real estate market. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Three, two, one. All right, we are back. Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio. Thank you for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate professionals in the United States. We can start saying the galaxy, possibly, <laughs> because it turns that out. Good. I like that. And we're, and we're going to share this with you guys today. It turns out that there's more reports, more verified reports. And you guys are going to think we're loony and you're going to say this is supposed to be about real estate. Why are you telling me about <gasps> aliens? aliens? Oh, yes. the stories. More alien stuff. More alien That's stuff. Good. Yes. So we have more alien stories along with obviously all the leading real estate headlines that are most relevant to putting you guys in a position to help others and make money. So, Julie, welcome to today's show. Thank you. Always an adventure. Where would you like to start? Well, um, so a couple quick announcements. First of all, Julie and I are presenting at the EXP Shareholders uh, Summit uh, today at 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. Yeah, at 4 p.m. That's right. And for those of you who don't know what the EXP uh, Shareholder Summit is, it happens every year. Normally, it happens at uh, in Orlando, um, you know, big convention and the whole thing. But this year, it's happening even um, bigger with more people attending because it's virtual in EXP world. And you guys can attend that whether you're an EXP agent or not for free. Just fire up the Google machine and you just basically have to give them your basic contact information and then you can attend the event for free. You can attend all the training and all the, you know, real estate convention stuff that's going on. It's pretty neat, I have to say. I've, uh, Julie and I have both been attending on and off this whole week and uh, seeing all the speakers and seeing how well it's working and it's shocking. I'll tell you what's really shocking is the uh, information that's coming out about the growth that EXP has been experiencing. We're going to be doing some stories about that on our main website, timandjulieharris.com. But I'll just kind of summarize it. EXP is growing even seemingly at a faster clip. Um, obviously because of the coronavirus, maybe because of the coronavirus, or maybe just because of the momentum that EXP had going in to this pandemic, they're adding agents faster than really can be. It's almost unbelievable how fast they're growing, especially when you compare them, uh, EXP's growth to what's happening in the other big brokerages. You know, EXP is quickly becoming the world's largest real estate brokerage, which is amazing. Um, and this pandemic and this lockdown and everyone realizing that virtual is the way forward, you know, it's uh, fueling the growth even more. By the way, as all of you guys should hopefully know, Julie and I are absolutely aligned with eXp. And if you'd like to talk with me about moving your brokerage or your team over to eXp, uh, you can, um, well, for, depending on where you are and your level of interest, you can just text the word eXp, just those three letters, eXp, to 31996. And I'll send back to you a quick nine-minute video that explains eXp. Or if you're serious, you'd like to move forward quicker, you can just text me directly at 512-758-0206. 512-758-0206. All right, Julie. Yes. We got some really fun headlines. You're going to be <laughs> yeah. doing... All right, so listeners... go back and forth. What we're going to yeah. be talking with you guys about today, obviously, we want to keep you focused on helping others and make money, uh, making money for yourself and your families. But we're always going to be drilling down, at least for the next, you know, probably three or four months, making sure you guys are all personally protected. In other words, that your own personal finances are going to be able to weather whatever storm comes next. 
we are operating under the belief that obviously we're hoping you know for the best but we are hoping and praying that all of you are preparing for the worst and so what we're going to be doing is giving you and continue to giving you a combination of real estate information to help you make money and help people but also primarily we're going to give you all the information we possibly can to make it so that you guys are certainly personally protected for um, a worsening market which all indications are after this mini boom that we're all going to experience as soon as people start coming out of their houses, um, which is amazing just even to hear myself say, that we're going to then fall into what's going to feel like a very long-term recession. And we've been talking about all of this for a long time, but the big major headwinds to any sort of sustainable recovery to the economy are simply, you know, they're insurmountable at this point. The unemployment rate, um, and Frank, you know, that's obviously going to create a massive headwind. And just putting it in perspective, there's all the job growth and essentially all the people that found themselves employed after the Great Recession from 07 through 09. Um, all those jobs, essentially the same number of jobs has been have been lost in the past two months. So it took 10 years for us to essentially get the unemployment rate as low as it was just back in February, which is, again, shocking to say. It took two months for us to wipe out 10 years worth of growth. We're going to see over the next few months how many of those people who are quote-unquote furloughed go back to work, how many of those employers really need them to go back to work. And that's where we're going to start seeing a shakeout of really what's going to happen and how long this recession is going to last. But the real big headwind is the lack of a resolution to the pandemic, either through a vaccine or a therapy. And as long as that's true, it's our firm belief that we're going to, you know, our essentially housing and the economy on a whole, really the global economy, is going to stay in this sort of waiting zone. People are going to be operating um, under the belief that there could be another shoe to drop. And as long as people are feeling insecure um, and they're not feeling, you know, optimistic, they're generally speaking going to be way more slow to spend money and just a lot more, you know, they're going to just be a lot more uh, nervous. They're going to be fearful. That's just the nature of humans, and that kind of makes sense. I mean, if you think that there's a possibility that winter is coming and there's going to be zombies coming over the rise, you're probably not going to be thinking about buying, you know, a boat, for example. So we'll have to see. But with that said, the government has stepped in in just absolutely, dare I say, heroic measures are being put in place to help save housing and help to save the economy. And so we've got some real drilled down interesting facts and figures and Miss Julie is about to read them to you. And Julie, when you read these, make sure that you're saying you're going from one article to the next. Sometimes you blend the right. different points. Okay. Just so, because the reason I want that done that way is so if they want to go and find the article themselves, they can research okay. it themselves. Well, so let's start with what you just were referring to. Things are not going to improve until there's a vaccine, until there's a very reliable um, treatment, for example. But the overall point was business isn't going to get, I mean, you've got the health thing, of course, but business is not going to just snap back. So for example, we were talking about the perhaps the most critical distinction as the U.S. begins the long and arduous process of recovery from the coronavirus pandemic, that voluntary lockdowns are worse than official ones. This is from the Zero Hedge article. Voluntary lockdowns can be worse than official ones because they can't actually be turned off, okay? So people may stay home anyway. A third of Americans currently are reporting that they will remain in quarantine, even if instructed to get back to normal life and work. And in addition to that, it's also becoming a bit of a political issue because you can see the difference between um, enthusiasm for opening and not basically falls along party lines if you look at what each state is doing. So the point is, 
I mean, I've talked to moms that, that have said, you know, I don't know if we're going to go back to school just because they say we can, right? I don't know if I'm going to get on a plane just because I can or a restaurant just because I can. Right. I mean, so that's the first article. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that's pushing back towards the idea that people are going to go back to work is, you know, the counterbalance to that is unemployment. I mean, the fact is, is that most people, whether you're 1099 or W-2, could get unemployment. And Julie's about to read another article, which is essentially a summary of, I don't even know what it's going to be called, but a new big, you know, $3 trillion, you know, bailout, you know, stimulus, whatever you want to call it, that's the the um, Democrats are working on, which from reading it, it's not so dissimilar to the one that they originally, uh, you know, the Senate's the, the Senate Republicans and the Democrats in Congress had previously agreed to. It looks like a continuation and an enhancement in, in many ways. Um, I would say there's zero chance that there won't be more stimulus pumped into the economy because there has to be more stimulus pumped in the economy. Right. Do you have a summary of what's going to be? Okay. Okay. The, this is what's proposed. Keep in mind, this right. is what's proposed. There's going to be a recess and then they come back around Memorial Day. Senate's going to fight a little bit about this and revise it, I would imagine. But this is what's proposed. So subject to revision, highlights of what is being called the HEROES Act, different than the CARES Act, the HEROES Act. Uh, $915 billion to state and local governments. Uh, I'm going to skip some of these and do the housing or our listener-related ones. Another round of $1,200 direct tax rebates to taxpayers with the more generous conditions than previous payments. Extending the $600 per week federal supplement to unemployment benefits through January 2021. So that's a lot longer. Um, let's see, some things for essential workers. Automatic forbearance. This is the the big thing that I'm particularly watching. Automatic forbearance on delinquent home mortgages, a moratorium on evictions, and $175 billion in relief for rent, mortgage, and utility costs to consumers. Okay. And and there's uh, student loan forbearance as well. Okay. So what will it mean? And again, this is going to be modified and voted on, and some of this will probably change. But what would it mean to get automatic forbearance on already delinquent home mortgages. Well, no short sales for a while, right? Because if that's going on for a year and then uh, they're continuing the moratorium on evictions and it says there will be some relief for renters. So that's what I'm watching. We'll be reporting on it as it gets actually passed. But this goes to the program that we put together for you guys, the three-part agent ultimate agent survival guide. Which has already been updated with us, by the way. Of course. And so we've been updating that information constantly. Um, and if you've not downloaded your ultimate agent survival guide, and if you're not a member of the free co- uh, coaching program we created for all of you, you absolutely need to do that. And again, did, I, did you hear the key word there? Free. It includes a daily semi-private coaching yeah. call. So make sure you text the word survival to 31996. And when you do, we're going to text you right back, a, a, you know, essentially a membership link. And you just put in your password and your you know email, and then you can join the coaching program. And I think you all will be absolutely amazed what you're getting for free as far as that new free coaching program. It's going to be something we're probably going to continue doing until the economy starts to show real signs of life. We're going to continue to support you guys every way we possibly can. But within the, um, you know, this free coaching program, which we call Premier Experience, you need to be downloading and reading the information that's part of the Ultimate Agent Survival Guide that lives within the coaching program. The Ultimate Agent Survival Guide is going to tell you how to essentially take advantage of all these government bailout programs. Thanks to all of you. And we've been getting a lot of, so many, frankly, I can't even read them all. People who are thanking us and, um, you know, for giving them misinformation 60 days ago, because now they're getting their PPP loans. Maybe they're, you know, they have their mortgages on forbearance. They're not so, you guys are not going to feel confident 
uh, to go out there and basically you know, be real estate professionals, let alone learn new skills that this new market's going to require if you're so busy worrying about your own personal finances. So do the right thing. Take full advantage of all these government programs. We've already shortcut the learning path for you. All you got to do is text the word survival to 31996. Um, we did a calculation the other day, and this was for, uh, it was on a live event we were doing when we were presenting the Ultimate Agent Survival Guide. And the average agent earning only like four or $5,000 per month, just say, you know, not a top producer, but somebody that's making money, they would get with forbearances on one single family house, not even rentals, right? We calculated that they would get probably at least $30,000, $35,000 of relief between mortgage forbearances and between the bailout program money. And a lot of that, guys, is money that you do not have to pay back if you follow the rules, like, for example, with the PPP loan. The PPP loan turns into a grant. If you do the EIDL uh, loan, with, even if you don't take the loan, within the loan itself, the document is an opportunity to ask for up to $10,000 of grant money. And look, guys, this is all grant money, which is, if you translate it, means don't have to pay it back. So do all these things and do them urgently. And as hopefully you guys are learning, it is really a time of the essence, first come, first serve type thing with these government programs, because once the money is spent, it's now obviously becoming a bit of a political football. You know, three months ago, two months ago, when they were launching the first $2.3 trillion and then all the trillions that came after that and all these stimulus programs and bailout programs, the Republicans and the Democrats and everybody was, oh, let's get it done. And now we're two or, you know, two and a half months into this thing. And now you're seeing essentially the Senate starting to push, push back on the yep. Democrats. It's be going to become political. So you need to be urgent when you're following our advice and get the forms and get the process done so you can get the moolah because it might not be there going forward. Yes, there's going to be some headwinds against that, I would imagine, especially because technically the HEROES Act is round five of stimulus uh, rounds. So, you know, I'm sure there's going to be a lot more discussion on that. Here's a good bright spot in the mortgage world, which has had a lot of consternation about how forbearances will be handled. So this is, let's see, a Housing Wire article. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac borrowers in forbearance can defer all missed payments until the end of their loan. With nearly 4 million borrowers in forbearance on their mortgage, we still don't have a complete picture of what happens when forbearance periods end. Borrowers got some clarity uh, last month when Fannie and Freddie said that they are not required to repay all of their missed payments at once. That was a big letter that was circulated to all of the mortgage lenders and servicers. Uh, as it turns out, borrowers in forbearance may not have to repay their missed payments at all until the end of their loan thanks to a new repayment option from the GSEs. Okay, now this one goes into effect on July 1st. Under the new program, borrowers who took forbearance due to a coronavirus-related issue will not have to repay their missed payments until the borrower either sells their house, refinances their current mortgage, or their mortgage matures. According to the GSEs and FHFA, the deferral option is available to borrowers and forbearance who regain the ability to repay their mortgage. So this is not for people who cannot make the mortgage payment. These are you know, down the road when you can resume making those payments. Under the program, the borrower simply starts making their mortgage payments again when they're able and any missed payments are deferred to the end of the loan, okay? Uh, this is going to be called the COVID-19 Payment Deferral Solution. And again, starts in on July 1st, okay? So again, the confusing part, they are, quote, offering the option. It still has to be, you know, go through the process and actually take place. So that's something to keep an eye on. That's a, a bright spot in trying to make the whole forbearance thing a lot smoother. 
Again, forbearances can be obtained on your principal residence. They can be obtained on your rental properties. Um, and if you guys were looking, we've been saying this the last two and a half months, but it's so true. If you're looking, you have no problem with your cash flow. Everything's great. You have plenty of sticks in the freezer, plenty of savings. Everything's going good. You have no guarantee what six or seven, none of us do, right? What the economy is going to be like going forward after the mini boom that's going to happen. So do the right thing, hoping for the best and be prepared for the worst. Put all of your mortgages in forbearance. You can still collect rent while the mortgages are in forbearance. That's, that's something you cannot, you know, you still can make money off your rentals and you're not. Now, remember, and Julie and I are quite sure about this, you're still going to have, obviously, your property tax that you're going to have to pay and all those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the... Um, the renters are looking is looking as if there's going to be a bailout program for renters, uh, and the problem is a lot of renters are going to figure out in major cities like you know, frankly, the coastal cities, they're absolutely going to organize and are organized rent strikes. You're going to see all kinds of craziness that are going to come as the unemployment rate does not drop. That's when you're going to see some real extreme behaviors come out of people and measures come out of the government. Both sides will overreact. People will get a little nutty when unemployment is super high. And then you're going to see the government's basically going to get a little nutty with its bailout programs. And that's where the whole thing really starts to come unglued. So unless there's a quick snap back in the economy, which is pretty much you know only a few on the fringe or even suggesting there's a V-shaped recovery. Remember all that banter, listeners, two months ago, three months ago, all these real estate professionals and the economists were rolling out saying a V-shaped recovery. And Julie and I just used common sense, looking at the rising unemployment numbers and you know, just it doesn't even take a rocket science. Julie and I are at best amateurs of this information. We're learning it as you guys are learning it. We're certainly not economists, but we have something called common sense. Common sense told us there was no V-shaped recovery. And then sure enough, what are we realizing is that there is no V-shaped recovery. We're going to be in something that's going to very feel very similar to a long-term recession. What happened to all the V-shaped recovery proponents? Where are all those where are all those uh, talking heads? You notice they've went away? You notice they're not saying it anymore? <laughs> you know? Because guys, ultimately, you have to in a time of crisis like what the economy is experiencing right now, your primary focus has to be focused on survival primarily. And in order for you to survive, you have to be very careful that you're not just filling your head with confirmation bias. I know all of us, especially real estate people, uh, you know, pin our hopes on being optimists, right? That's just how we think we have to be. And to a certain extent, you have to be a combination of being an optimist and a little bit crazy to be 100% commissioned, right? <laughs> That's just the nature of it's a big risk that most people aren't willing to take. And so what we do, what we have a tendency to do is we put too much value on the idea that I'm just going to be an optimist and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to use my mindset to wish away any of the headwinds. And those are maybe be experienced by people who don't have as strong of a mindset as I do, right? Isn't that what the popular, almost, almost hocus pocus type, um, you know, gurus and whatnot are wanting you to believe about this? Well, look, you guys, if you want to have that um, approach to life, you can keep that, right? You can keep doing your, you know, your mindset stuff and the universe is going to bring you, you know, lots of honey and money, whatever you want to think, you go ahead and think it but please listen to your current coach or maybe julie now your future coach you have to overcorrect and and essentially uh protect yourself and do all these practical tactical things we're asking you to do so that when the things uh when the economy does tighten up you will then have the cash flow and the financial support under you to absolutely embrace the new things that this new market's going to require 
By the way, that's what we're focused in. We're experiencing in our coaching business tremendous growth. Why? Because you guys are gravitating away from the sort of the, the goofiness, the silliness, the fluff, the fluff ideas that have perpetuated the industry for the past decade plus. And you guys are realizing I need to learn skills. You're realizing I need to know how to answer the toughest questions that my sellers and my buyers are going to be uh, asking me. And a lot of you don't even, you know those questions are coming your way, but you don't know how to answer the questions. And so what that's going to result in is you not even being in a position to have the question asked of you. You're going to hide out hoping and praying that the market magically returns to the old normal, which it never will. You guys understanding? So the way for you ultimately to have a powerful mindset, the way for you ultimately to have confidence is having a skill set the new market will that the new market demands because when you do then you're going to be anxious to go out there and help people because you're going to know what to say and how to say it and solve their problems that make sense jules yeah it absolutely does and you know we know that some of you will wait too long we have seen it before so just decide that that's not going to be you that's going to be maybe somebody else (laughs) it's not going to be you you're going to take action right now so that you can of course help yourself and help everyone else Uh, because there may be what they're calling the next big shoe to drop in the U.S. economy, which could be by July. Let's tell them where we go. This article is from where? Yes, I think this is, uh, it's Market Watch, but I believe that's a Wall Street Journal section. it is. So this this article I found this morning, and um, it's, this is essentially the, uh, you know, essentially from a a bunch of accountants. This is a summary of what a bunch of accountants and uh, economists and essentially people that are in the, you know, money business are saying what they think is going to happen next for the economy. This is not some puff piece that's going to be created nope. by, this you know, is well researched. This is well researched. This is, you know, it's not like you're getting a reading an economist from, you know, uh, the housing industry who obviously is being paid by the housing industry to say things that the housing industry wants to hear. Right. right? You guys understanding. So this is what I mean. Be careful that you don't start to develop confirmation bias because then you lose your objectivity. Julie. True. Okay. So, The last time a housing bubble popped in the United States, it took four years to play out. But remember how quickly things are moving in this current pandemic. Look at, for example, the stock market, very volatile, moving very quickly. So there are uh, there's a chart that shows the typically red hot Bay Area. Okay, so this is an area that is well reported on the housing market to be typically very hot and also low inventory. So a a drop of 22 percent fewer homes for sale. This covers uh, North Bay counties of Marin, uh, Sonoma, Napa, and Solano. Minus 62% in new listings, minus 36% in solds, and minus 44% in pendings with a 22% drop. I'm sorry, maybe that's a 22% increase though in month's supply. This is supposed to be the spring selling season and new listings are supposed to surge, but sellers aren't interested in having potentially infected people traipsing through their home. They know that buyers are woefully absent and it doesn't uh, make much sense to list the home because other listed homes are now languishing on the market. That's the increase in uh, days on the market. So there's a chart that shows that it was actually set. If you look at December 2019, January and February of this year, it was actually starting to take off as a great spring selling season. And then the lockdown started and it was a precipitous drop. So uh, let's see, there's a very rough road ahead, according to Thomas Stone, a Sonoma County realtor uh, in the housing sector due to falling appraisals, a trickier loan market and a glut of vacation rentals that owners need to shed. The next big shoe to drop will be when appraisers call a declining market, probably in August, but perhaps as early as July. And this bleeds into the difficulties of getting a mortgage. 
Uh, a report from Oxford Economics estimates that 15% of homeowners will fall behind on their monthly mortgage payments which would mean delinquencies caused by the coronavirus pandemic would exceed the number seen during the Great Recession. So how fast this is going to happen and what markets will be hit first? I mean, this was, a, like I said, a, a well-researched uh, study of North Bay in um, California, Marin, uh, Sonoma, Napa, and Solano counties. It's already starting to hit them. They're already seeing it. I'm hearing on our premier coaching call some uh, bubbling up of appraisal issues already. So that's an early warning sign. And the counterpunch to that, obviously, is going to be all these programs that are out there, forbearances, right? So that's yeah. the, you know, when the mortgage, uh, when the distressed real estate starts to basically be viable again, trust me, guys, Julie and I are going to be the first to tell you about it. But we don't think that's going to be anytime soon. And by not anytime soon, honestly, we're talking about more than a year. And, and what could happen, this is what Julie and I are very, very hopeful for, but this is also incredibly unlikely just being honest with you. But this is what we're hoping for. We're hoping that all of these government programs, all and there's going to be more of them and more of them and more of them, all the government programs basically offer a stay of execution to what otherwise would be a very precipitous drop in home values. We don't want massive depreciation in real estate. Neither do you guys. That's really scary. And the hardship uh, that people will experience, that'll last a lifetime. Um, especially considering how high the prices have, have inflated during the last run-up. So what we're hoping for, though it's not likely, but what we're hoping for are all these programs essentially last long enough and, and you know, to essentially make it so that the when the programs do start to run their course, unemployment rates have dropped and people are hiring and the economy is back. But I'm not sure you can have this much government, um, you know, money printing, you know, the Fed printing so many trillions of dollars and having a, a recovery. I don't know if those things can happen concurrently and nobody does and, and neither does anybody else. And Julie and I have been reading and researching and talking to people constantly about what they think are, is going to happen at the tail end of this, you know, sort of the. The, the bears, if you want to call them that, they're saying, well, they're going to be some sort of collapse of the dollar and there's going to be a gold currency or, you know, you can read a great book by Jim Rickards called The New Case for Gold. And he's written a bunch of other things, too. And he might say, for example, there's going to be a basket of currencies that's going to become the new global currency. And we're all going to be using, um, you know, this new currency that's the, the world's no longer going to want U.S. dollars. And and then there's people that, you know, there's all these differing opinions. Nobody really knows. And the fascinating thing, too, is that. There has thus far not been a marketable increase in the in inflation. Now, there's uh, increases in consumer goods like food and whatnot, but that's more of a supply chain issue because of the coronavirus. But has there been a real dramatic increase in the cost of just normal things? No. So if there was the first sign that you're going to have any kind of real headwind to the uh, amount of money that the Fed is printing would be inflation and no inflation, no real increase in inflation. And the Fed's even saying it hopes there's going to be some inflation. Um, so we're watching all this and we're going to tell you, and if there is, when we see which um, version of the future play, is going to play out or most likely going to play out, we're going to start telling you and we're going to start telling you how to be prepared for it because there are paths forward for success in helping people make money no matter what happens to the economy, no matter what happens with interest rates, no matter what happens. Oh, and Julie didn't go to that alien story. <laughs> She'll tell you guys about that tomorrow. I'll summarize it. More information coming out that there are uh, unidentified flying objects that are indeed in the skies and the Navy has this and the government has been keeping, and this isn't some conspiracy thing uh, either, guys. 
Um, we'll do a story on it tomorrow. We'll talk about it on our podcast, or you guys can just Google it and find the information yourself. But so no matter, even if aliens are indeed visiting us. It doesn't matter. There'll still be people that have to buy or sell real estate. And we want you to primarily focus all your best energies on learning how to be a powerful listing agent. And when you do, you're never going to have to worry about uh, essentially any of those things because you will have sellers that have to sell. And there are about 20 different groups of sellers that are always in the market that always have to sell that do require skill to know how to chase. But once you know the skill, have the skill set and you have the confidence because of the skill set, then you can start focusing all your best energies on being a listing agent. Some of our most successful coaching clients, you know, what they essentially have done is they've evolved themselves through skill set and through work ethic to be prominently listing agents. And then they don't even really work buyers anymore. Most of them will refer the buyers off to other agents in their marketplaces, or maybe they have uh, they don't have buyer's agents because that is not profitable. So what they do is they'll refer the um, buyer leads out to agents. Maybe they have a small referral group in their uh, their own community, and they'll charge 25 or 35% depending on the price point. That's the model we suggest all of you have versus having a big team where you have a bunch of inefficiency from buyer's agents who are just waiting around for leads all day, and you have to buy them, and you're having that have this you know hungry bird uh, adult daycare situation that has, you know, this whole team concept too, and I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole today, but the whole t- team concept, guys, has proven to really be uh, a great way to lose a tremendous amount of money, similar to a broker, frankly. Another great way to lose a tremendous amount of money. By the way, um, brokerages used to be a great uh, business, fantastic business. Uh, And by the way, running a team back in, say, for example, the 90s or the early 2000s, up until about 2007 was a fantastic business. And then all the lead buying started. And then all the teams thought they had to buy leads for their agents. It used to be back in the olden times, right, when Julie and I sold real estate, you are not in any way obligated to provide your buyer's agents with leads. They had You would help them and give them a supportive structure and training to learn how to generate their own leads um, and then maybe do open houses and things of that nature. But you sure as heck weren't buying them leads. So, you know, the insanity that's kind of crept into the real estate business since 2007 from all these lead selling businesses and all the businesses that support the lead selling businesses, you know, all that stuff is washing out of the market right now because agents are realizing that maybe those things worked forever ago, but they don't work now. And if they're going to cut out things from their budget, it's certainly going to be the fluff stuff that they can't really, you know, make sense of in terms of why it isn't or is working. The CRMs, the websites, the branding, the social networking campaigns, all that stuff is the fluff stuff. And you guys are all smart in getting back to focusing on or learning for the first time the real skills of real estate. And when you do and you live by the mantra of doing what you don't want to do and you don't want to do at the highest level, you do have you will have no financial fears. You will be completely prepared for whatever comes next. And I hope you guys feel the confidence that I'm trying to you know, send to you through the radio waves here, right? I hope you're feeling the confidence I have that I'm hoping that you then can attach yourself to so you can stop being fearful. Because as long as you're in a state of fear, you're not going to do the things necessary to protect yourself and protect your family. So you need to move past that. The only way you're going to move past that is with the skill set this new market 
absolutely demands that you have. Hopefully this makes sense to all of you. So listeners, I always like to thank you guys and show gratitude. Thanks for continuing to make this the number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you for, uh, please go to iTunes or Stitcher and subscribe to the website or subscribe to the podcast. Julie and I are doing, and frankly, a lot of you guys think our podcasts on uh, Sunday are the best ones we do. Uh, but we're doing more and more podcasts and we're starting to increase frequency just for the sake of keeping you guys um, ahead of the curve with regards to what's happening in the economy and housing. Uh, we want you to be over-prepared. That way you don't have to fear, be fearful of what comes next for you and you don't have to be fearful of some seller, for example, asking you a question you don't know the answer to. So stay close, stay tuned in, and subscribe. When you subscribe, basically, when there's a new show, you're, you're notified about it from iTunes or from Stitcher. And please uh, repay us by... Um, for this information that we're providing for you by telling other uh, other agents. So your homework from today's podcast is very simple. Please share this podcast with at least five other agents. Just post it on Facebook. Do something to help us get the word out to help, frankly, save a lot of agents from untold misery that will come from financial uncertainty. And if you are still on the fence thinking that you're hoping and you're praying or you're hoping and you're praying and you're you know, frankly, your witchcraft and your alchemy is going to somehow magically make it so you're not going to have to learn new things. I want to, I'm going to leave you with this parting thought because hopefully this will motivate you because a lot of you guys are most motivated out of fear of loss. So here it is. You have just about enough time right now between the programs that you, the government, the lifeline, the government programs that we've been telling you guys about. You have just about enough time between those programs and doing the things we've asked you to do as far as making money and helping people in real estate to essentially save yourself from what's going to come towards the you know late fall, early winter. So you need to be motivated now to do just step away from the Netflix, you know, absolutely positively start being downrange and forward deployed so you can take full advantage of what this market has to offer. There will be a mini boom, but you you are not just automatically going to benefit from it. You have to get out there. And you have to start absolutely positively working as hard as you ever have for hopefully the next six months. Okay, You have to absolutely be thinking like that because I don't want any of you, and this is the you know scary part, I don't want any of you going into the holidays not having any money. I don't want any of you not having money to buy presents for your kids or your spouses or your friends or your family or make whatever it is you like to do around the holidays to celebrate the end of a year and the start of another. If you don't do the work now, come the end of the year, you're going to be in panic mode because you're not going to have the money. And there's no guarantee there's going to be any sort of continuation of all these government programs. They always become politicized, as we told you they would almost 90 days ago when these programs started rolling out. So do the right thing, do the smart thing, but be urgent about it. You've procrastinated long enough. If there's anything we can do for you, guys know how to reach out to us. If you want to talk about EXP with me, 512-758-0206. God bless. Have a fantastic day. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>